Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with John Obolewski. John, how are you this morning? Jim, I'm doing great. It's so much fun being with you in studio. <laughs> yeah. I know these are, this has been very busy this season, a lot of... Um, Really what, what the quarantine season brought to the surface is now becoming phone calls and mm-hmm. you're helping folks and folks are helping folks that you're helping. And uh, so today we're going to talk about really, you know, the, the busyness that can come right back, right? The, the emotional fragility that comes from isolation followed by this forest fire and the squirt gun got put in your hand in the sense of how do I, how do I fix this? And right. as leaders of teams, we have teams, we want the, them to set healthy goals and so forth. So that, so podcast episode uh, 43 helping your team crush goals without crushing themselves what do you think about that so the quarantine has forced a lot of churches most churches to set aside or readjust their goals for 2020 um i you know i always start the year out jim with goals for the year and i'm pretty sure you do as well and uh and uh those goals those have have just been off to the the back while they're dealing with hey how do we get through all of this um and here's what i'm noticing is staffs are starting to reconvene now Mm -hmm. and and meet together and get re-engaged in planning for the future now they're they're getting back to that to some degree i'm hearing from a significant number of leaders this and it 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 doesn't surprise me but it did kind of catch me off guard they're they're, just, they're saying this. Our teams, me, myself, and our team, my team is are having a hard time focusing yeah. for long stretches of time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's almost yeah. like the the concentration muscle has atrophied. Yeah, and um, and they, it's just disarming to them. It's unsettling. Yeah, and and so we've been kind of having these conversations well you know is the answer to that to set no goals and they said well no that no. that doesn't work <laughs> um is the answer to cave into the old pace and just you know pick up where you left off and and business as usual and i don't think that's the proper there's no usual no yeah, right everything's I don't think, unusual yeah. i don't think that's proper so the question is how do we find the new pace in terms of goal setting and, and goal achievement. It's one thing to set goals, another thing to actually accomplish yeah. them. Yeah. And is it still possible in the new uh, season we're in, Jim, to lead your team to great levels of production without grinding them into fine powder? Right, right. I think the answer is yes, that we can actually get more out of our teams without causing them to fall over because they're exhausted. Yeah. Um, but how do we do that? That's the big question right, of the day. Right. And, and how can leaders get their teams to crush their goals without crushing themselves? That, that's a great, like that sentence alone, how can leaders get their teams to crush their goals without crushing themselves? Because unmercifully squeezing as much as possible out of the team, uh, the team members until they burn out, that would be a huge mistake and, and a really negative thing to do, you know, for your staff and your church, or your organization. So, uh, and the same thing with manipulation and coercion, bullying your team, like that doesn't work. So there's a, there's a bad idea too. Um, there's just being abusive, unhealthy, <laughs> and eventually blows up in your face. Right. And it costs you more using those tactics than it does to do it right. So talented, again, self-respecting people, they're not going to tolerate a bullying leader for very long. So we've got to set an environment, don't we, for, yeah. for our leaders. It's not, you know, and maybe that environment has changed from what it was four months ago, five months ago. We, we have to be intelligently, emotionally intelligent, yeah. you know, to uh, to figure that out. Right. 
And so getting more from our team isn't necessarily a function of how many hours they work. Right. Um, I think we should encourage great effort Absolutely. from our teams. Yeah. Um, however, getting the right outcomes is more important than the number of hours that people are working. Yes. As a matter of fact, if you want to manage the clock for your employees, I think you're going to be a frustrated leader. Much easier yeah. for you to manage to outcomes. And I, I would say, too, the older the leader with the younger the staff, the more frustrating that time, mm-hmm. you know, the, the clocking you, in, clocking you out. Got it. Versus, yeah, it, it, my generation does not understand five minutes late very well. Right. Uh, or I'll, I'll just work from home today. Seems like you're skipping school to my generation, where it's a legitimate place to work now. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's not as complicated as I think. As we're talking about this, if you're listening, you might be thinking, "Well, this sounds complicated." It really isn't. Yeah. It's less complicated than you think, Jim. So break it down. I I, I know you. You always like to have a handful of very poignant, you know, concise points that help us kind of aim better. Okay. So I think if you want to get more out of your team without crushing them in the process, there, there, there are four questions that you as a leader need to help your team answer. Yeah. So here they are. I'll, I'll, we'll yeah. start with the first one. The first question is where. Okay. And the where question has to do with, with vision. Mm-hmm. I think, Jim, I think vision is about destination. Yeah. It's about a picture of a future state yeah. that's preferred that's that's achievable yeah. um, it's a place that we're gonna land right. uh, so helping your team answer the question where are we going is an amazingly powerful way to help yeah. them achieve absolutely because if if I know we're going somewhere and I like where we're going I think where we're going I believe in where we're going I'll put in a lot of energy to right. that I'll put a lot of effort into that when I feel like what I'm doing doesn't matter Right. And it doesn't contribute to uh, it realistically to anything uh, moving down the road. I find myself less motivated. Yeah. And I think and I think our teammates would as well. Yeah. I think the difference between a, like a partner in business and an employee in business is that vision. Right. A yeah. partner shares that common agreed upon set of priorities and change in the world. And, and they get up differently than the guy that goes, what's the least I can do before I get fired? Exactly. What's the most I can do before I get in trouble? Right. Yeah, and, and, and that vision is what makes it, hey, the, the parking situation at the Tesla factories, I guess, is terrible. Mm. But, but people are so proud to work for SpaceX and Tesla because yeah. they feel like it's changing the world. That's vision. That has nothing to do with, with paycheck. That's vision. That's right. Uh, I was uh, reading this story about Hortz, uh, Horst Schultz, one of the founding member, members of the Ritz-Carlton oh, yeah. uh, hotel chain. And he said this, I was listening to a podcast, and he said this, I'll never forget it. He said that the reason they're so successful across the world is that every employee in their organization, no matter at what level they serve, know why they do what they do. Wow. And why it matters. <laughs> wow. They all, they all get it. They talk about yeah. it all the time. They understand how their daily efforts contribute to the destination. Right. A culture is built. Yeah. So it's not just a vision. It's a, it's a vision that's grasped by the multitudes. So, so getting more out of your team as a leader has to do, part of it has to do with answering the question, where are we going? Good. And you can't only answer it one time. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be yeah. answered on a regular basis because yes. about every 90 days, vision starts to get fuzzy. Sure. People start to lose their way. And my job as a leader, your job as a leader, is to answer the question, where are we going? 
Yeah. And I think that's one way we can get more out of our team. I heard somebody say years ago, about the time the leader is getting tired of saying what the vision is, the people are just starting to get it. And I think that's absolutely mad, maddeningly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say the word. <laughs> maddeningly. There you go. You can't say Madden it Madden football. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could only say it once. Yeah. And it would be, no. it clicks. But that's not how it works. It won't become culture. Yeah, if you say it once. Give us another one. So the second question is what? Yeah. Um, Hey, Jim, I don't know. You don't have to answer this. This is a rhetorical question, yeah. okay, so you don't have to answer it. You know, have you ever wondered, what are the reasons my team isn't getting more done? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I think we can, the answer could be that they're lazy and that's that's possible. Maybe they're not skilled enough yeah. uh, and that's possible. Maybe they have attitude issues. And uh, But I wonder if low production has another source, a more common source, and that's a lack of clarity. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I guess it's easy, right, to assume your team knows what you want from them. If I know what I want from them, why don't they? It's their job to know what I want from them. Right. And oftentimes they don't. So here's, here's some what questions I think you need to answer for them. What What is their specific role? Not their right. title, right. but their role. Functionality, not not form. You know what What outcomes do you expect from them? What does your team value? What is the the culture? What are you celebrating? What do you throw confetti at? Uh, like what What happens when they achieve these outcomes? And what happens when they don't? So that, that sense of, of assuming, I think, is really a, a negative thing. I, because I know it, they should know. I think the most common mistake I have as a leader is if I know it and I value it and I see it, everybody around me does too, and then I'm disappointed or angry even when, when they display that they don't. And if they right. don't, it might not be their fault that yeah. they don't. It might be mine. I've told the story, I think, on the podcast before of uh, a pastor friend of mine who was a little upset with his custodian one day. Uh, because uh, the church wasn't clean. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know why the pastor called me up for that one, but (laughs) (laughs) he called me up and and, uh, told me the story, and I said, well, have you ever sat down with this guy and told him what clean means to you? Right. Dead silence on the other (laughs) end of the phone. Yeah. And he said, well, no. And I said, well, how is he supposed to know what you mean? Yeah. So write down for him, this is what I mean when I say clean. And uh, so he went and did that, called me a month later, yeah. <laughs> and said, John, the church has never been cleaner. Right, right. Yeah. So answering the what question, yeah, really, really important piece. Okay, so where, what, what's yeah. number three? Third one is how. Uh, this one speaks to training yeah. and, and education. A college degree doesn't guarantee your team member knows how to execute his or her role. Right. Uh, the world is changing so fast yeah. that that I think often the best learning is happening on the job. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's this continuous learning uh, element I think we need to bring to our teams. Right. Uh, it's not a luxury. It, it, it's 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 essential. You'll get more from your team by making room for their professional and personal development. Yeah. Um, you know, you you as a leader might provide some of that training. Other organizations will provide other parts of of the training. There, there needs to be some funding around that right. and some room for that in, in their schedules. Uh, yeah. If you want more from your team, they need development. Yeah. Now, I worked for 20 years in the corporate world. Jim, the amount of money and mm. emphasis on continuous learning yeah. is astounding. It yeah. is astounding. I was in IT for 20 years. Oh, so every evolving. I mean, yeah. every other week we had somebody yeah. in training us about something. I mean, there was just this commitment yeah. to the development of the employees at this company. And I think sometimes in the church we skimp there. 
Yeah. We think people should know know how to do something because they've got a they've got a bachelor's degree or they've got the Holy Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And so they yeah. should know. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean they always know how. Yeah, or at least the same definition of how, the same definition of of what. Like you right. talk about the janitor, you know. I know in the military we had a four week rotating schedule, and one of the weeks was nothing but training, mm-hmm. and we spent it training everything from chemical warfare to. You know, anti-terrorism to law enforcement, uh, how to fix your Jeep. But mm-hmm. we were constantly training one week out of every month because if you didn't, those skills deteriorated right. or there was a new enemy or a new threat or a new, we had to be educated constantly. Otherwise you can't serve. That's right. Yeah, nothing stays static anymore, does it? Nope. All right, so we got the three and then number four. Yeah, this one is the, uh, the question when. Yeah. So, as a leader, your staff needs you to collaboratively work with them to stamp reasonable due dates on their assignments. Jim, I don't know if anything makes me crazier. Uh, I don't understand why we allow team members to get away with missing deadlines. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you struggle with that, you need to do some soul searching. Yeah. What's preventing you from planting a stake in the ground when it comes to agreed upon timelines? Right. Um, I often think in most church settings, we let people get away with murder. Grace. Yeah, but but a sloppy grace. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in their best interest. Yeah. It's not in the organization's best interest. Um, it's not. It's not. Everybody loses when due dates mean nothing. Right. When there's no teeth, everybody in the organization loses. And so I've kind of developed this little hack. Yeah. I haven't developed it. <laughs> I Plagi- plagiarized it, researched it. I've What's observed that? it. Let's okay. put it that way. That's that's better. <laughs> but I'd like to articulate it. So after every team meeting, after every staff meeting, take the last five minutes mm-hmm. and do a quick review of who owns what and when it's perfect. Due. Yeah. And write it down. Yeah. That that little exercise will increase your team's productivity immensely. Yeah. I think nothing irritates me more than having to cover ground. Four or five times. Yeah. Why didn't you get that? Done? Well, you know, this ran into. I ran into this problem. Ran into that problem. Yeah. And sometimes that's legitimate. Right. There's a funeral that you didn't expect. But or I've something. been a, I've been involved in church staffs for. I was involved for 16 years, and I right. saw plenty of this not being handled properly. Yeah. And it was because I don't know why. I think we were afraid sometimes to to just say, "You said it was going to be done by Friday. Why isn't it done?" Yeah. And do it, in that, and you can do that firmly and kindly. Sure. But if we want to get more out of our staff, we have to plant a stake in the ground and say, yeah. hey, here's the due date. Yeah. You agreed to it. Let's get it done. I heard somebody say the other day the difference between a teacher and a father, you know, that you have many teachers but few fathers, Paul yeah. says. He said, right. you know, father disciplines. And I think that's sometimes right. we want to be a teacher. This is here's your assignment. Oh, you got to see on it, but that's on you. It's your ministry. It's your, you know, your department, your whatever. But I, I really think the father goes, hey, you got better in you than that, and I expect more from you than that. And that is a tough conversation, but we always respect our, our fathers in our lives. And I mean our biological father necessarily, but the the, what, the coaches that brought out the best in us, the drill right. sergeant, the, the boss, the pastor that brought out the best in us, we don't look back at them as tyrants. We look back at them as those who cared enough about us to bring out the best in us. I thank God for those people in Me my too. life. Yeah, huge. Probably the reason I'm still married. Probably the reason I'm still in the ministry. Yeah. Probably the, you know the reason I celebrated Father's Day with my sons 
is because of people that spoke words to me I didn't really want to hear. <laughs> right. But they, they saw something in me I, I refused to bring out. And I can pretty much guarantee that most staff members don't want to hear the when question. Yes. Yeah. But it needs to be asked. It needs to be asked. Right on. Yeah. Terrific, John. Thank you so much for that. And I, I know that coming up, we're going to be going back to kind of a format we just started recently during COVID, which is having a, a guest speaker. So tell us about the guest speaker coming up next time. I'm really excited about this one, Jim. In Pod 44, we're going to have an interview with J.P. Dorsey. Uh, J.P. is the dean of North Point Bible College in Grand Rapids. And uh, we I asked him to talk with us, Jim, about this subject. I hope that it will be interesting to you, yeah. uh, using social media as an art form. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I'm asking JP to come and help us with that is, one, I think out of anybody I see on social media, I respect the way he handles it, yeah. maybe more than anybody else I know. Yeah. He's brilliant right. uh, with that. But also, I think we need to hear a wise voice on this subject more than ever. Yeah. And, and again, the last four months have really uh, brought that to the surface Absolutely. about the abuse of social media. And I've seen my uh, brothers and sisters, some of my brothers and sisters in yeah. Christ, get into hot water yeah. because of a lack of wisdom, a lack of understanding. So we're going to have mm-hmm. JP come and talk to us about that. I love in it. Pod I look forward to that. I look forward because I'm with you. I, I'm watching the body of Christ self-destruct. I don't, I don't even care who's right anymore. If I were the devil, I don't care who's right. I just want you to be at each other's throats as, yeah. as often and as publicly as possible. And, and I see a lot of people falling for that. And, and so to be taught how to handle this better. I handle it by just getting off of all social media. I'm, I'm off it now. I was off it for seven years and then on it during COVID. And then I'll, but maybe JP will be able to talk me into, into some fruitful expression on, on uh, Facebook. Well, you we'll know. see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, in the meantime, thanks, John. How do we get a hold of you if we need to talk about stuff? Best way to get a hold of us, convergecoach.com, contact us button. And that's how we start talking. You know, as you said that, I, I felt like there's somebody out there. I really did. I don't, I don't mean to go TBN on you, but I, but like somebody out there says, oh, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I just want to challenge you. If you haven't done that yet, but what are you waiting for? There's there's no cost for this. There's no. It's completely confidential. John tells me stories about all the pastors that he, he coaches and mentors, and there's never a name involved. I never know who he's talking about. He never gives enough detail. Completely private, confidential, and if we can help in any way, shape, or form, whether you're in crises or have great goals and dreams and visions or just need a tune-up, uh, converges here to serve the body of Christ. And so we encourage you to do that. So God bless you. In the meantime, have a great day and lead from a life.